Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Hi, it's episode 2, season 5 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast Joining me this week, Bex from Portsmouth Hello and chair of the Johannesburg Spurs Supporters Club, Nikki Merritts from Johannesburg. Hello, I'm back! <laughs> right, um, yesterday we had a game against Newcastle. Um, on paper, it's one of those games that we should win, um, but it's also one of those ones which um, are potential banana skins that... that, that, that uh, Certainly in the past, maybe not, in the, not maybe not in the recent past under Pochettino, but but um, in 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 the past, the, the sort of games that we slipped up in. Um, but we got we got the job job done. Three points, not the best of performances, I thought, but um, we got the result, which is which is the, the, the most important thing. The game started okay. It was good-ish for the first, I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes, and then it got very dull. The first half was definitely better than the second half because that second half was seriously sleepy. Was it any better if you were actually there, Jav? Um, I was going to say the exact opposite. I thought the first half was awful. Really? I, oh, okay. I, I thought the second half was, was was better in so far as I thought. I thought we were a little bit just rigid and static in the first half, and I felt that second half there was a lot more movement um, with the front three players with Delhi and Ericsson. Um, but yeah, I, I, I suppose I see what you're saying in that there weren't there weren't any goals, I guess, second half. But there, there were there were a few chances. Um, Sissoko went close, and Delhi had a chance second half. Um, but overall, I just thought it was a little bit scrappy, a little bit disjointed, um, which is to be expected because we've had so many yeah. players that have been away on international duty, and some of whom didn't feature yesterday, and the ones who did, it was their first game in since since the World Cup. They had, didn't have a proper preseason, um, so it wasn't as maybe as fluid as um, you'd come to expect from a Spurs team under Pochettino. But we got the result, and that's all that matters. Nikki, Nikki what was your take on the match? Boring. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was. It, it it was boring. But you know, uh, we got the result, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, I was getting very antsy at the end because I was I was really worried <laughs> that we were going to <laughs> we were going to end up drawing or something stupid. Uh, but but you know, we didn't. So that was great, and we got the three points, and I'm I'm happy to to go away with that. I was a bit disappointed that Alderweireld didn't start. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's not I mean, fit to play for Spurs. He can only play for Belgium. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, su- I suspect that we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about about transfers or lack of transfers in a, in a bit. But I wonder whether that's just to do with the fact that maybe maybe he's not mentally in the right place at the moment. Um, because although the transfer window closed on Thursday, um, it's still open in Europe. So. Perhaps there is still a possibility that he he might be sold to let's just say Real Madrid or or PSG or somebody like that. And with that in mind, maybe Pochettino doesn't want to 
doesn't want to play him until that window closes and until that speculation um, linking him with a move away um, is over. I, I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen him start. I I, I think we. Mi- it's easy to 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 say it when um, the first goal that we conceded. Um, I thought Sanchez could have done um, mm-hmm. be- a little bit better, and I think that we switched off at that point. And it's easy to say it when things like that happen, and you can say, "Oh, well, we missed Alderweireld." Um, I think the thing with thing with Alderweireld that we really miss is his presence, and he's a talker. He's really communic- communicative. Um, with Sanchez, I don't know if it's a language thing, but I noticed it a lot last season. I noticed it again yesterday, particularly when he's got the ball and he passes it back to to Lloris. Often he'll pass it back, um, and he'll put Lloris in a tight spot or yesterday there was a particular point where um, the ball was coming towards Lloris and one of them had to either go for it either um, Lloris had to come off his line and pick up the ball or, or, or clear it or um, uh, Sanchez should have should have dealt with it and there was a little bit of miscommunication or lack of communication and I, I, again I wonder if Alvaro had been there it would have been a different different story. I, I think we, we, we miss the fact his presence. Um he's a talker. Yeah. But 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 it's also him and Jan. They're they're just so good together. I think I, don't get me wrong, I do think that uh, Sanchez has improved under Pochettino and I do think that he'll continue to improve under Pochettino. But you know, when when you've had champagne you don't want sparkling wine i'm sorry it's just oh, it's just well how done, it Nikki. is <laughs> 10 minutes less than 10 minutes and you're on the wine already <laughs> but it but it is like that i mean when you when you've had the best you know you kind of do feel a little bit disappointed when, you know and and i do and and I'm not I'm not slating him because I do believe that he's improved um, a lot and he is still young, but he's certainly not what we've we've um, come to expect when we've got Tan and Yo, uh, um, Jan and Toby at the uh, at the back. They they just are so solid and and yesterday I felt we looked very shaky in defence as we did towards the end of the season again last year. We you know we need. We were so good defensively when we were at White Hart Lane, and we, I want that back. I, I want that, you know, feeling that if 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 we do concede, it has to be a really good goal. It, you know, it, not just any goal is going to get get through our defence, and that's I want that feeling again. You know, I'm not being unreasonable, am I? No, I, I think I think some of, some of the some of the fact that in the past we, we, we've been so solid is the fact that we've had a settled back four so we, you know, we had Toby and Jan they were the, the first choice centre backs and they've obviously got got a good understanding having played together at Belgium and Ajax and then we had full backs okay we we, we would rotate them or sorry Pochettino would, would, would rotate them but you know you had Walker and Trippier on, on one side and uh, Rose and Davis on, on the other uh, Sanchez I think is a really really good good player and he's very quick um, that's something that he's got over both um, Alderweireld and uh, Vertonghen, who aren't slouches, by the way. But he's, he's, he's got he, Sanchez's got lots of pace, um, but he doesn't have their experience. I, he doesn't have the um, presence that those two have yet. Um, and then at right back, 
uh, Aria, I think, is a liability. I, I oh, really, dear God. I, I really do. Yes. You know, um, grey cross, absolutely. The the cross was superb. You couldn't have laid that out better if you'd got a ruler and gone, right, you need to keep the ball from here to that point there. It was perfect. But I can't see him doing that twice in a game. So that's his one really good moment. And then you just think, oh, shit, what's coming next? Well, I panic when the ball goes anywhere near him, kind of. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Pass it to Sissoko. Oh, dang on. <laughs> that's how desperate I am. <laughs> That he doesn't go near the balls. Now I'm being very nasty now, and I don't like slating our players. But but Aurea is uh, he's risky. He's just he he hasn't he hasn't given us I think what he's supposed to have been providing as a player for Spurs. He's just not. He's missing something. He's he's uh, risky. Did you say he's whiskey earlier? Risky. Oh, risky. risky. Okay, I thought we went from yeah. wine to champagne to whiskey in, in less than a few minutes. Um, we had a question from um, just on on Aria from Kent Goodrich. His Twitter handle is at Kent Goodrich. He says, Peach of a cross from Aria, um, but was dreadful again um, yesterday. Only a matter of time, surely, before Carl Walker Peters is ahead of him in the pecking order. Thoughts? I think it's a great shame that last season Walker Peter started the first match and was man of the match against Newcastle. He he started the final match of the um, Premier League season against Leicester. Um, as I recall, he was man of the match for that game as well. Um, and in two matches over the course of a season, I think he was better than uh, in any of the games that I saw Uria last season. And I, and I would like to see him start ahead of Uria. I still like Trippier. Trippier would, would be my first choice, right right back or right wing back, but. I just feel that, personally, I feel that Uriya is stifling Walker Peters' progress with Uriya. The criticism that many say of Uriya is the fact that um, he's defensively not good, but he doesn't have a good positional sense. He's um, His concentration isn't great. All of that is correct, but I would go one step further, and I think attack, from an attacking perspective, I think he, his passes can be wayward, um, he can lose the ball and then he's caught up high, high up the field um, and that exposes us. And also, I don't think, actually from an, from an offensive point of view, I don't think he's particularly good. He gets the ball and then he's like, uh, now what? And he sort of cuts in and passes it to Sissoko. And I know that Sissoko gets a lot of criticism from our fans, but I, I, I think at least he tries. He plays within his li- li- limitations. He's not a great footballer, but he tries. With Uriya, I just I don't really get it. I don't see the point. I don't see a player there. If we sold him in this window because to, to a European club or, or loaned him out, I, I'd be quite happy with that, given that we've got mm-hmm. Wal- Wal- Walker Peters as another option. Yeah, I thought Sissoko looked really heavy yesterday. Really, kind of not. And I know it's the first game, and I know the preseason was disruptive, but he just looked really heavy and a little bit out of sorts. But then yeah, Kane looked a little bit out of sorts yeah. too. So I think everybody kind of looked out of sorts, and and they haven't actually really played together. Yeah, there've been some um, the preseason games, but I mean a lot of the regular um, starting eleven didn't didn't go with because they were still on their little holiday. And uh, I think everybody's kind of looked sort of weird and out of sorts yesterday. So actually, 
um, in the bigger scheme of things, it, it was good that we, we, we got the three points. If you consider that, um, you know, Newcastle weren't great either, but but they, they, they were really testing us at, mm. at certain yeah. points in the game. And, and we didn't have an answer for them. Again, the same old Spurs. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody knows how passionate I am about Spurs. But again, we're not clinical in front of goal. I mean, Sissoko, how, how did he miss that? You know, I know it's Sissoko and everybody's going, listening is going to go, oh, but it's Sissoko. Get off his back already, you know. That's probably why I can't score because you're all weighing him down. So he's kicking up into the stands. <laughs> but, you know, I just felt sorry for him because it's the same old story, the poor guy. He's just got no confidence. I think I was thinking about this yesterday in, in the stand and, and um, there was lots of, People moaning and groaning at Sissoko, occasionally a few other players, and I and I'm of the opinion that okay, if you're not a fan of Sissoko, that's fine, that's absolutely fine. I'm that's absolutely fine. I'm not a great fan of 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 Sergio Ria. I've said that. Um, but whether we like it or not, the transfer window has closed. Um, although there's still the, the European one to end of this month, and then once that closes, the squad of players that we've got we're going to have until January. We can't change that. We can't... Um, there's nothing that we can do. Those are the players that that that, that, that uh, Pochettino has at his disposal, some of whom will start, some of whom won't feature, some of whom might feature on the back of the misfortune of others. And until they play for... Whilst they're Spurs players and, and they wear the shirt, unless they do something really stupid and, and conduct themselves in a way that's that lets down the club, just got to get behind them. There's, there's no point... There's no point mm. groaning, um, and it, it really—it's no, really annoying. It, particularly at, at, at matches, because it's like get behind the team. You're absolutely right. However, I—I I am permitted to criticise my team. If fans of another team dare try it, then I will roundly defend Sissoko, irrespective of my personal opinion, because he's my player and I get to make those those choices and that conversation. <laughs> but nobody mm-hmm. else can. It's, it's a right. bit like because, say because it's just not in the that's not the game but no you're not allowed to because then it turns where your player so and so is a bit shit as well that's where it starts to go to but I he's not great I still don't necessarily I don't he's not the player that Poch has traditionally brought in for whatever reason and I don't necessarily think Aurier is either However, they're there for a reason. They were both apparently wanted, be it by Levy or Poch. So we need to just go with it. And on another note, Sissoko yesterday, obviously a bad day for him because every time he moved, he got booed by the Newcastle fans who were quite clearly bitter about the six million a year they're receiving for him. Uh, my God. You know, when I heard that, it was like, get over it already, you know. And then as the game went on, there were fewer boos. You could just hear it was too much effort to actually eventually boo in the end. But, I mean, how freaking childish is that, you know, that you continue to boo at somebody who hasn't played at your club for how many seasons? What the hell, you idiots? Sorry. Yeah. It's just no, I think you're right. So pathetic, but anyway. And, and, I mean, you know, do you want to play every time you touch the ball, somebody boos you? I know you've got to switch off as a, as a professional sports person and, and kind of not hear what's going on around you, but it does affect you. And as much as you're hearing the boos, you, you're also not hearing your supporters get behind you. Not from Newcastle, where you're all sat, like, in the next county, aren't you, practically? <laughs> the away fans. <laughs> 
it's yeah, it's really high up. Yeah, yeah. We we um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, you for some reason the house ha- um house is really high up in the stand, and um when you go in, there's an option of taking a lift. Um, but it's obviously um they'll t- tend to encourage you know elderly people or people who who um uh, you know got some sort of disability or or, or, or whatever to, to use a lift so um walk up the stairs and it's just never ending it's just going up 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 and then on the way out when you want to get out of the ground it's just never never ending as well um not one of my favorite grounds um, talking of players getting booed, one player who got booed a lot yesterday but seemed to cope with it quite well and, and had a decent game was um, Deli Ali. Yeah, and it, it seems to be commonplace wherever he goes. And he just water of a duck's back for him. Maybe it's because it's not quite so personal. Mm. But why would he be booed? Because they're dicks. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what has he done to them? That, that warrants them booing him. I don't understand. I think Delhi. I was speaking to a United fan last season, and uh, I mean, Delhi's one of those sort of players. For us, because he's a Spurs player, we, you know, we love him and he's a great player. I get the impression if he played for another club, I'd probably, he'd be the sort of player that would irritate me, would get under my skin. Um, and he's also had a tendency to allegedly dive. Um, and I think that's probably why fans don't don't like him. I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's a fantastic footballer, but um, there's Look, I know some... he's got a che- he's cheeky side, hmm. and, and 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 you're right. If if he played for somebody else and did some of the things that he did or does do, I would probably also not particularly like him either. I gather, but um, but booing. I mean, how old are you? Five. God, just like, get a grip. I don't like Mo Salah. In fact, there's quite a lot of players that I don't like that we will play against. But it wouldn't occur to me to stand there and boo them every time. I know, you just sound like a cow gone wrong. I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Dyslexic cow or something, I don't know. (laughs) There's your podcast title, Java. Dyslexic cow. (laughs) So... (laughs) Dyslexic cow. Um... Of the, you know, we 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 said we've t- talked a little bit about Uriere and and Alvaro not playing and 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 Delhi and 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 that it was a dis- slightly disjointed performance. But the main thing was we got we got the win. Um, we had a question on um, a guy called Lee. Uh, his Twitter handle is at, at Lee Marston eighty one. Um, and he said, what did you think of Lucas today? So here was somebody that we signed in January. Um, a lot's been expected of him. Um, he had a very good first preseason game in the States. Um, what did you both make of his performance yesterday? Well, uh, okay. The fact that I'm not rushing to say anything means that he didn't particularly wow me. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but we've already we've already said that. I think it was a bit of an underwhelming game in many respects, and, and a bit lethargic and a bit tiring, and just everybody saw, seemed out of sorts. So I'm, I'm just hoping that obviously it improves as as our match fitness gets better and everything. Um, did he dazzle? No, not really. Actually, no. 
But I've seen him in games last season where where I've been quite excited when when he comes on. So again, I think there's potential. And and if Pochettino wanted him or or even Levy for that matter, there must be a reason why he's there. So I'm just going to have to to trust that somebody who's got a better footballing brain than me knows what they're doing and knows why they want him. Yep, agree. Yeah. He wasn't that impressive, but um, but then I don't think the rest of the team was was either. And I think I think that Pochettino will continue to pick him this season um, and give him a chance, just as he just as he did, you know, a few seasons ago with um, with Lamella, for example, or with Son. You know, if we recall when Son arrived, his first season, he had some good games, he had some bad games, he had a, it was a period where he was out injured. Um, it, it even got to the point where, after his first season, he he went to Pochettino and 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 asked for a move away from 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 the club. That seems like a very very long time ago, and he's now fully integrated and, and one of our top players. So I think Pochettino will continue to play Mora, and hopefully he'll come good. If he doesn't come good, then it'll he'll move be on. on his way. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we've got Fulham next. Saturday. Before we briefly talk about that match, we had a transfer window close on Thursday. Um, let's just ju- jump straight into some questions on that. John Steggles makes the point. No new signings, and more importantly, we didn't lose anyone. Does that make us stronger or weaker? I think it makes us stronger because we don't have to integrate anybody new. The team will know each other. There's no, apart from, you know, the Sanchez, Lloris, potentially language issues. We don't have to worry about anybody else coming into the team. The guys are all comfortable with each other. They all know each other. I think it's a... And I think not to lose anybody is as important as not gaining anybody. I agree. I agree. We, we're, we can just build and continue to work on what, what we're building and what we have been building for the past few years since Pochettino's uh, moved over to Spurs. And, um, and the fact that, that we've got the same team to, to continue trying to do that is great. So I'm just hoping that we hold on to, to everybody. Nobody leaves to go to um, a team in Europe that we hold on to Alderweireld and Rose and and Dembele and whoever else has been rumoured to be to be wanting to leave by Sky because you know apparently every single bloody player that works that that's mm-hmm. at Spurs wants to leave us because they desperately want to go somewhere else according to Sky sources bloody idiots don't even know what the hell they're talking half the time <laughs> <clears throat> in my opinion <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that it does make us stronger because because we we really do have a great group and remember this is the same group that was so brilliant at White Hart Lane that last season and they were so brilliant at Wembley playing all our games away we still finished third so you know it, it's to me it's progress and 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 that's what Pochettino is still building towards you know he doesn't look worried. It's the same players, and he can continue to work on them. You know, um, Jab, you sent me you sent me a screenshot of of Toby's post yesterday, yeah. and, and people, 
people may think, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. But you know what? Is he really going to post something like that right out there, getting Spurs behind him by saying things like, come on, let's let's do this, let's win this at our new home? Is he going to really do that if he's not intent on staying? So his, uh, just to reference that, his, his social media posting was, let's go and win the league in our new stadium. Yeah. You know, it so, wasn't. It wasn't even. It wasn't even well done. Um, you know, something positive along the lines of well done, three points. He could have left it at that. It's quite a statement yeah, for him to say that. It is. It is quite a statement. So you know, we can read all. We can speculate as much as we want, but I, I just think that that maybe the boys have got hold of him and said, "Don't be a dick. Stay," because you know, look at what we've been building towards. Why do you want to leave now? You know, tell your agent to go screw himself because he's being a, a money-grabbing monger if it is his agent. Because, you know, that's what these agents do, in my opinion. They're just trying to trying to get more money out of Daniel. Maybe maybe Pochettino told Daniel, pay the boy what he wants. I need my, my, I need my team full and, and, and all together so that we can continue building. And, and I'm going on a rant again, so somebody stop me. <laughs> no, because if you're doing it, then it means that I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jess. So given... Um, right, let, let's, let, let's, let's take a step, step back for a minute. The, the, the critics some of whom our own fans over the years have said that you know under Pochettino as good as good as it has been and we've made progress um we we haven't won any trophies we don't pay as much as the other clubs um yep we finished regularly now for three seasons qualifying for the Champions League but we haven't progressed from that given that backdrop we should have we should be struggling to keep Kane Ericsson, Hugo Lloris, um, all of these players. So the fact that we've retained... And we're not struggling. So what does that tell you about the team? What yeah. does that tell you about how they view Pochettino? What does that tell you about how they view the team in its own right? You can't... The vision. Oh, oh, right, this, so, uh, right, stand by. So my half of the rant, Nikki, just to balance things out equally, yeah. is you can't fucking have it all. So people who think, that's it, you should just pay Kane and Alderweireld and who, pay what you want. It's a business. There is a balance to be done. You cannot have your nice, great training ground that England train at when they're in um, London. And you know, we had Brazil there last year before the World Cup friendlies. You cannot have all of this nice stuff and a nice shiny stadium and then continue to throw money at players like it's going out of fashion. There needs to be a balance. And I think, all right, maybe they, the players have got better bonuses, but we don't know what goes on behind those closed doors. So we don't know what Levy has said to the players about, you know, if you win something, this is what your bonus will be for it. But it has to work in line with the business plan because we are not PSG. We don't have an owner that's just going to come in and throw money on it. And rightly so. The club is, needs to be able to stand on its own two feet. But I, I think it's, it's amazing that, that we've... And it annoys me. Amazing that we've managed to retain those players, you know, given... <laughs> everything that supposedly is said about Spurs um, and, and the fact that we all these players get linked with Kane, you know, all of last season, he's going to go to Madrid, he's going to go to Madrid. Supposedly, to Madrid, that's and... the thing. It's all supposedly. It's media rumours made, made up by journalists. Sky or trying to sell our players. Yeah, but it's journalists who don't journalists. have the inside scoop on all of the stuff that's going on. 
So people, it, mm. it, you know, and everybody's seen those memes, haven't you? You know, this is the first letter of your name and there's a player next to it. And this is the day of your birthday. So this make up a rumour based on this player going to this club. Do it. And I don't think the journalists are doing much better, to be honest with you. They'll have heard a rumour where somebody at Madrid went, oh, yeah, Kane, we'd quite like him. And before you know it, oh, he's definitely going. And yeah. And it's all done to, I don't know, is it done to make a name for themselves? Is it done really in the, the interests of the clubs or the players or the fans? Is it chuff? So the whole lot of them, quite frankly, can just nap right off. It's slow news days. That's what it is. Slow news, so let's just speculate as much as we can. That's all they can do. That's, and that's the because they don't know. That's the biggest problem with the twenty-four hour news you media cycle. age, yep. and and then you throw in oh. social media as well, and then it creates this vacuum that needs to be filled with just lots bollocks. of stories and endless bollocks yep. um, Kent Goodrich, another question from him on the transfer window when Pochettino said um, we need to be brave and take risks was this what you expected i.e. well we haven't signed anybody well, I suppose it, it, it goes back to what did Pochettino mean, did he mean by risks and be brave to go and spend 100 million on Gareth Bale, did it mean let's go and buy somebody like Grealish um, and nurture him. Did he mean let's just invest in, um, not invest, but yeah, let's let's invest time and, and and effort developing some of the homegrown players, the likes of Skip and Amos, and giving giving them a chance. The truth is, we don't know. We 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 can speculate to suit our own agendas, but um, and then we no, become journalists. Yeah. Um, but mm. actually, I think not to sign anybody was really brave. Not because we and the first time we're the first team to never have signed anybody and I think that makes it even more pointed so either they didn't get the player that Poch identified um, in which case they haven't they didn't have a backup choice be it either because there wasn't anybody else that Poch wanted or because the money was not the money situation mm. wasn't feasible or was it a definitive Poch to Levy do you know what boss I'm alright thanks mm. yeah but I think it was massively brave not to do anything, be that accident yeah. or, or by design. And, you know, we won't know. We won't know if this risk is going to no. pay off until the end of the season. All we can do is obviously hope for the best and and just, you know, get behind the, the team no matter what. I mean, you know, the number of, the number of people that were telling me that Pochettino was leaving the season, oh, my God. I, I still actually need to go rub it in somebody's face and just go, <laughs> oh, Pochettino left. I wonder where he is this season. Mm. Save it Save it for the end of the season when we win a trophy um, with Pochettino yeah. at, at, at the helm. Um, I, I think um, we, we talked a, a little bit about this last week on the podcast, Bex, and you alluded to it earlier. Um, uh, there may well have been targets that Pochettino, I'm sure that almost certainly there were targets that he identified, but if we couldn't get them for whatever reason, and we don't know if that's Levy's fault, we don't know if that's the, the clubs being difficult when it comes to releasing those assets or because they need to get replacements in before selling on said player. Um, if those targets and then secondary targets and tertiary targets, is there, a t- is there such a thing as a tertiary target? Anyway, um, if, if th- they couldn't happen, then fine. Then... You're not gonna, the last thing you want to do is panic and, and buy the wrong sort of player. Um, 
I'm, and equally, I'm a... is it a question of spending money just to for the hell of it? Spend money. Yeah, exactly. And we don't but want to do that because the like expectation that. was there. And I think, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of a lot of our fans yeah. um, need to be. It's almost like they need to be appeased with um, some number of yeah. s- signings, like we had in that summer of 2013, when, when we bail fans got really excited by about seven th- signings, most of whom are no longer at the club. The only ones who are still here are Ericsson and 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 Lamella. When you sign that many players at once, it's going to take time to integrate yeah. them um, all at once, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so. Do you know what? Last season, I remember Everton, they spent loads of money. They, they spent 50-odd million on, on Sigerson. Um, they bought in Rooney. They bought in a few other players. They bought in Jordan Pickford. Um, Swansea apparently had a good window last season. Um, what happened to those two clubs? Swansea got relegated, so so much for their good transfer window. Um, and Everton didn't even finish seventh, which is probably where most people predicted where they would finish, just outside of the top six. Um, so... And they've done the same again this year. They've spent yeah. a fortune, haven't they, on players? So they, as an Everton fan, I'd need, I'd be expected to see some serious results out of that. I, I would have liked liked us to have spent wisely, maybe bought one or two really good players that can make a difference. But if those players don't exist or aren't available, then fine. I just accept that and and maybe they'll they'll become available in in, in January. If you look around, um, look at the clubs. Look at the top six teams, or oh, sorry, the, the, the other five teams around us, and look at their acquisitions. And how many of those players do you think would walk into our team? The only one that I look at and I think, oh, that's a good signing, is Mahrez at Man City. And even with that, one, mm. one, he cost sixty million. Two, he's a little shit. Yeah, he's a little. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you could. Excellent, yeah. sulking, wouldn't play yeah. when he wasn't or, transferred last abso- year. A- absolutely, all, all of those things, and 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 maybe he wouldn't fit in the Pochettino style sort of high press. But also, uh, let's look at this objectively. If if we were in for him, and he's got a choice between us and Man City, and they're paying him, you know, a ridiculously amount. The more, GDP of a small African country every week. He's going yeah, to choose them. He's going to choose them. You know. Um, so, and then I look at the other some of the other acquisitions that were made from the Liverpool signings, United. None of them for me are standout players that I would have liked to have got. So, yeah, fine. I think it's we've done well to keep the players that are, are top players. And if you look at the last four seasons under Pochettino, the only really standout player that we've sold um, has been Carl Walker, and he's not even the best of those top players that no. we've had you know we've, we've retained the likes of Ericsson, Delhi, Hugo, Fatonga and etc. Um, okay final thing on this on the transfer window question from Mark Stoll he says who do you hope will move to a European team still so that's the fact that the transfer window in Europe closes on the on the 30th so we've obviously got one, one end of the spectrum <laughs> you've got the likes of Dembele, Alderweireld and Rose who are really good players but maybe are unsettled etc maybe looking to move away and then you've got at the other end players who perhaps are surplus to requirements the likes of Nkundu Janssen Sissoko <laughs> perhaps Lorente um, is there anybody there of those I've mentioned or dare I say even maybe some of the younger some of the younger players maybe Carter Vickers and Onoma who were loaned out last season um, are any of these players surplus requirements that you just wouldn't like to see at the club anymore. 
no, there isn't anybody that I want to say, oh, he's just absolutely useless. And which, by the way, I hate. I hate when people say that a player is useless because he's obviously got some potential. Hence, that's why he's there. Um, but no, there isn't anybody in particular that I would say, yeah, definitely him. He must go. I don't want to see him at the club. He's useless. <laughs> Uh, so no, no, nobody from my side. Nope, can't think of anybody either. Carter Vickers, out of those that you know, Carter Vickers and Janssen, I would say, probably are the mm. closest to going elsewhere. I mean, I, I think some of those, you just need to get them off the wage bill, really, to reduce the wage bill. And where there are foreign players, I think there's something about needing to reduce the number of foreign players and have home, homegrown players, particularly when Spurs have to submit a Champions League squad. I think it's a 25-man squad and you can only have a certain number of foreign players. The thing is, whoever we get rid of in this window, whether that's a loan or a permanent sale, um, and I hope it's if we do get rid of players it's not the likes of Adderald Rose Dembele who still can do a job um, it, it's some of those players who are surplus to requirements whoever we do get rid of we can't bring anybody in mm, so mm. you know if we're going to get rid of somebody it has, really has to be somebody that is surplus to requirements that that we're not going to miss um, you know perhaps a, a Janssen for example um, who yeah, was loaned out last season um Okay, very briefly, um, Fulham next week. Um, how do you see that game going? Three points? I hope so. You'd be disappointed, yeah, we wouldn't you? I hope so. Mm. But wouldn't you be disappointed at the start of the season not to get three points against a newly promoted side? Well, of course. Of course. Even though they spent if Palace, their fortune. Yeah, if Palace can do it, what's saying we can't? <laughs> you know, I mean... I, you know, it's another one on paper, but but as we've said, on any given day, anybody can beat anybody. But um, I'm just going to say that, yeah, we'll definitely get three points, and I will. Um, I'm going to call four nil, and Harry's <laughs> going to have <laughs> his first August goal. I'll, I'll take that. But equally, it's our Wembley finale, so that would be yes. nice to finish our tenure there on a high. Dear God, yeah, I thought it. I really, says, thought, I, I really thought it was a Wembley finale against Leicester, um, <laughs> but it's not. Um, it's going to feel strange going back there next week. Um, Scoreline from you, Bex? Mm, three two. Oh, okay. No, that's gonna... too close. <laughs> Give them too, you are giving Fulham way too much credit. <laughs> I, well, because we switched off yesterday's goal. There were a couple of occasions yesterday where we just. Um, was it Yosolo had a had oh no the Kennedy they switched Newcastle switched the play from one corner of the penalty area to the other where Kennedy was standing there giving it hi lads look at the space I've got and how he didn't score from there I have no clue but we Mm, completely mm. didn't see him and that's Mm. the kind of thing that worries me is the fact that we were so exposed at that moment it was just between and he fucked it up there was between him and Hugo, and that was it. Mm. There was nothing else to stop him scoring. And I think that's a concern. Maybe it's okay, you know, start the season, we'll balance. But, yeah, that wasn't yeah. so good. But, but think... Alderweireld will be playing next week, so, mm-hmm. so, that will be, so that will be better. 
and um, and and trips will be on, and uh, so we don't have surge there. So and Dembele will be starting. So so it's going to already be a lot better next week. <laughs> and Kane's going to score in August. Um, I'm I, and a hat trick, no less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to go with three one. I think that Pochettino's got a very good record against newly promoted teams. I think I, I, I'm. I'm pretty certain of that to be the case and I think that they Fulham need that they, they lost yesterday so that, that, that they're going to be hungry to get um, some points on the board um, they're quite expansive in the way they play and I think that will, that will suit us they'll come out and play play at Wembley and I think we can that it'll great for an it'll, it'll mean there'll be an open game of football and I think that'll play into our hands plus we don't have all the stupid Wembley curse who do stuff to deal with we can just get on and play the game of football and, and get it over and done with uh, and do you know what the most important thing is I, I suspect maybe in a week from now we we still might not be necessarily in full gear um, uh, at this point of the season but that's fine we just need to get points on the board um, the last few seasons we've, we've not had really good starts um, and if we can get three points next week that will be good You know, going into the, the next match which is United away um, Bex, any updates on Spurs ladies? No, they've had a very quiet week. They're still in pre-season. Um, I did mention last week that their main man on the on Twitter has left. So game updates are really, really sparse. They're supposed to be playing Reading today. Um, I can't see anything. There is nothing on Twitter. There is nothing on Facebook to say how they're getting on at all. I think that's a pre so, might be a pre-season game. I, I know yeah, they've got a, a, a cup game, I think, next week or something, possibly. Uh, their first home uh, cup game is on the 26th of August, and that's at Chessant. Tickets are a fiver, and it's a one o'clock kickoff. That's the bank holiday weekend. I guess two weeks away. Okay, cool. Um, right, let's finish off with some questions. Um, Rodney Vincent John Kralik. Is Pochettino like Jesus in that he says something <laughs> and then his followers spend the next 2,000 years <laughs> arguing about what he actually meant? I love that. I, we should invent I, a whole was, new religion. I was, I was hoping he was turning water into wine, damn it. <laughs> you know, when I read that question, but then I was a bit he, disappointed. He probably could. I mean, he's he is magic after all. He's oh, indeed. This is true. <laughs> and this is presumably in reference to what he said about um, taking risks and being being brave, uh, which we sort of covered. But um, yeah, I, with Pochettino, if you, if you look at any of his press conferences. Um, there are lots of. It's not like a I don't know a, a, a necessarily a Mourinho press conference or something where there's a soundbite that journalists will come away and and, and talk about. Um, often it's just very serious. It's it's straightforward. But occasionally he will say certain things which, and I don't know whether that's a language thing or, or, or whatever. There'll be certain stuff that he says and it's quite open to interpretation, and it leaves fans and the likes of you and I talking about it and trying should... to decipher it. I think he does it deliberately. I, you know, I think he knows exactly what he's yep. saying. But he, but he's very good at saying something without saying much. So, so people can go and speculate all they like, but but he hasn't actually really given them an answer at the end of the day. So, so hence all the speculation and the chatting and what did he mean and whatever the case is. But I think it's because he plays these cards very close to his chest. He doesn't want people to know what his end game is. All he wants us to know is that he's, he's obviously wanting us to win trophies. 
he wants us to do well and he's here for a reason and we've just got to trust that he's going to do it and while he's doing that he'll just throwing a little tidbits of of something that that makes journalists froth at the mouth because they don't know what he's saying <laughs> journalists and fans actually if you had looked through twitter on thursday it was there were some very very far out comments that you i didn't understand where people were coming from with their really? oh god with the rage yeah that potch was rubbish and that he needed to go because he did and levy was rubbish and and the whole thing was just wow completely eye-opening because I hadn't I don't look at the situation in the same way mm. wow the, the 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 heat they really must be getting to you guys <laughs> I didn't, it was no, cold on I Thursday didn't. Thursday was rain oh, it was raining is that, so, so 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 it's gone from heat to cold and and people's yeah. fra- brains froze yes so basically. so ah oh, that explains a lot about that then <laughs> If you if you take one glance at social me- media now, a lot of the people who are very negative about um, uh, our lack of activity in the transfer window have suddenly disappeared. And that's not to say those people don't exist. And that's not to say that some people don't tweet negatively or post stuff on Facebook and elsewhere uh, negatively about Spurs. But a lot of those people who do suddenly, you just don't hear from them. That's it. It's all just like they come out in the summer every window and complain, and then suddenly the, fo- the football kicks off, and you don't hear anything about them. And if we win, even even better. Um, don't hear them hear anything they have to say. Um, question from Richard Healy: Who is going to be the surprise player this season? Um, he says, "I feel weird saying this, but Sissoko looked better than I remembered him." Um, I don't know if that's tongue in cheek. Um, surprise player of the season. <laughs> I don't know because if Lamella comes back from injury, then. He is effectively a whole new player, isn't he? Because he only played what half a dozen games at the back end of last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he comes back and he's fit for any length of time, then I think that is almost like having a new player. Yeah. And then it depends whatever else comes up from the youth. It was good to see Luke Amos come on yesterday, so a bit more of that maybe. Yeah, or maybe even maybe even Mora. You know, yeah. maybe he could be the one for us. Or uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, for me, I, I obviously you want you want our players to improve, but I just want them all to do well collectively. I want I want them to be such a unit, such a tightened unit, that they impenetrable. And 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 it doesn't matter who um, who Pochettino plays, what what his starting lineup is. They they just so so gelled together as a team that's you know we win at the end of the season yeah and i promise now, you i've not been even drinking any wine yet today i think there's, <laughs> I, there's certainly something to be said for having having a, a team that's collectively really good and that a player gets injured you could you can happily call on somebody else and they can just slot in and and, and do that um do, do a job for half of them Exactly. And and then it goes back to the fact that we've not lost anybody. And that's one of the reasons why it's so good that we've not lost anybody and not necessarily brought anybody in. Mm. Because with with somebody like Lamela coming along, everybody knows him, but he can be effectively like a new player. Sonny, when he comes back from yeah. from um, Asia, he's going to be like a new player for us, you know. So so there's so many positives to, to look at. 
either which way you look at it, that, that I just don't understand Spurs fans or any fans for that matter and the negativity that that's you know they must lead really sad lives if they wake up every morning thinking oh god Spurs are shit because we didn't sign anybody Pochettino's shit because he didn't sign anybody Levy must go because you know he's a tight-fisted bastard get a grip you bloody idiots you know (laughs) wake up and smell the roses next time Nikki I will tag you on all of these comments and I will screenshot them and send them to you. Some of them were just, it was absolute meltdown. Bex, you know, I can't, I can't even, I can't even do it. I'm in all these groups on Facebook and, and you know how how I used to be really, really active and stuff, but I can't do it. I can't do the negativity. (laughs) Me neither. Just, just, can you, can you not criticise the starting 11 chosen for once? Can you just not look at it and think, I hope you boys do well. I'm I'm really rooting for you. Why can't people do that? Why are they always so, you know, oh God, the world's coming to an end because Sissoko is starting. Get a grip. Life is too short and it's too enjoyable watching Spurs. Occasionally stressful to get caught up in all the other crap. Yeah, um, and negativity. Um, I on the player that I think who's going to be the surprise player of the season I, I, with both of you I think that um, potentially Lucas potentially Lamella if he stays clear of in- injuries I, I really had high hopes for Winks last season and I thought he did he had a really good October November and if he can come back from injury and stay clear of injuries I think him as well Amil, Amos obviously um, the one I'm going to throw in a name so last season we I would say probably the, the, the two most improved not necessarily surprised but improved players were possibly Son and Ben Davis. I'm going to go on the back of a good good World Cup this season. I'm going to go with Kieran Trippier. Um, if he can continue the form that he showed at the World Cup and take that into this season and just push on, um, I think that would... Yeah, he, he could be not necessarily a surprise player, but somebody who can just Im- be improved and take it to the next level. Okay. He is uh, certainly that. Yeah. He, he, I mean, you can see the improvements with him. Uh, he, he, uh, yeah, you're right, Jeff. Sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with, with what Pochettino's done with him. And, uh, and I just hope he gets more game time because when, when he's good, he's on fire. Absolutely. Um, okay, we've got a couple more questions. going to quickly go through these. Um Always learning. His Twitter handle is at Nate underscore HA. Will Lucas be able to fill the void left by Son? So Son's obviously away at the Asian Games. Um, I think, one door closes, I, another one opens. I think we need a little bit, we need more time to look at Lucas to see what he's capable of. Because he didn't have that great a game yesterday, it's hard to know. But he comes with a really decent pedigree, so there's no reason to think that he can't replicate that at Spurs hopefully he'll get time and I'm sure Pochettino will give him time I'm just worried I'm worried that our fans will expect too much of him um, I just think just, <clears throat> just just give it time and yeah potentially he, he might be that he might be able to to fill the voids left by Sun but maybe not straight away yeah I, I haven't got really much to add there I, I'm you know they're very they bring different things really mm. and 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 son son can be 
really good and, and, and getting to places where, where you, you just kind of know what to expect from sun on a really good day. And we don't, like Bex said, we don't know enough about Lucas yet. Um, but he, he, he has impressed on a few occasions that he did come on last season. So, yeah, if he's given the time and hopefully – if if um, if the expectation isn't too too much and the the occasion isn't too huge for him, he can shine and um, and then we've got we've got another sort of chink in our armor that's just going to strengthen everything. So we win at the end of the season. Sorry, I sound like a broken record. Next <laughs> question. Okay, next penultimate question. Um, the cockerel. Um, his Twitter handle is at. Felix Tand Tando two. Anyway, um, will Harry Kane? He's got he's got quite a few. So let, let's just deal with these in short yes or no's. Um, will Harry Kane break his August hoodoo this year? Nikki, yes, yes. or no? Yes, Thanks. next weekend. Patrick, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Right, is Toby going to be a bench player until he leaves next summer? Bex? He's not leaving. No, he's not leaving because okay. he's not leaving. All right. So he's going to sign another contract, a new contract. Do you both think? No, yes. but I think I don't think he'll sign a new contract. But I don't think he's going to go anywhere this season. Okay. Um, has Serge Aurier improved over his time at Tottenham? A little bit. Mm. Maybe. Can we have more than one game to see how he's playing? I think that's yeah, so that's a fair point. I mean, has he improved over the course of last season? And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have we'll have to we'll have to assess that in a few weeks' time. Um, will our World Cup will our World Cup stars last the season? Okay, so that's presumably t- uh, will that will fatigue set in? Will they be too tired? They looked all right yesterday. Mm. You know, as well as anybody else did. Um, I don't know if you both saw the game on Friday night, but Paul Pogba played the best part of that game for Man United as a finalist and managed to play most of the game on Friday. So if he can do it, there's no reason that the rest of them can't, I guess. Yeah, they're young. They've got to be fit. This is, yep. this is what they do. This is their career and, and it's their job to be fit. So, you know, I don't see that it should be an issue and, and uh, hopefully it isn't. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll they'll be fine now. I think some of them maybe might need a bit longer. My only concern is later on in the season, if fatigue starts to set to set in, and but that could happen anyway. You know what? That could happen anyway over a long long season, particularly if certain games, cup games, go to replays. If if we're successful in competitions and cup competitions, that's going to mean more games by virtue of it's a you know it's a double-edged sword you, you you do well in cup competitions you play more games um that could happen anyway players it could be a very long season and i think that i think ultimately it's going to come down to how pochettino manages that situation how whether we have injuries for example so if we if we have lots of injuries it's, it might mean certain players are going to play more um because we haven't got the option to to rotate so it, it, We'll just have to see how it goes, um, but I think Pochettino can manage the situation. Um, and if he identifies a player needs a rest, I'm sure he'll he'll do the right thing. Um, last season, often he he said that um, 
in relation to Kane, he he said, look, he's he's not a machine, and um, he, he needs he's going to need some some he can't he's going to need some some matches where um, where he's re- rested, um, which is a bit of a paradox with Kane because Kane is just so hungry and he wants to play every game, so it, it's difficult managing that situation and knowing when to rest players. But um, I'm sure Pochettino will, will, will do the right right thing. Um, Right, final question. So this is a recurring question on the pod. Um, so each week um, this season, when we have new guests on the pod, um, well, not new guests in Nikki's case, but uh, people who appeared on the pod for the first time this season, we will ask them this question. So Nikki, um, just for you, um, the question. Um, so this was submitted by one of our listeners. Um, I know Alan Gilzine. His Twitter handle is which Spurs player. And this is a current Spurs player, and you can't say Pochettino, and you can't say Chadley. Which Spurs player <laughs> would you like to travel? <laughs> Which... <laughs> just, just before you do, because I know, I know that you might. Yeah. So, which, which Spurs, which current Spurs player would you like to travel to and sit with at an away game? Um. You know what? It would be it would be Danny Rose. And for another reason that a lot of people know how much I love Danny Rose. And I'd just like him to not look so frightened like he did the day that I <laughs> oh, ran towards him. And, and when he saw me running towards him going, Danny! And the security guards were, were sort of on top of me to stop me from reaching him. And he looked absolutely frightened. And I'd like to explain to him that when I said to him that I was his best, best fan ever, and I loved him with all my heart, and that I'm from South Africa, and that, that, that you know, he wouldn't be scared of me because he was really frightened. So it would be dangerous. So I could just let him understand that I mean him no harm. He didn't have to get the security guards to drag me off and put me in jail for the night. <laughs> He was absolutely frightened. <laughs> That's a great image because you're so tiny, Nikki. I can't imagine any security guard. <laughs> just... <laughs> I've never seen a black man turn white. He was that frightened. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stacey going, no, Nikki, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> and the security was around me instantly. I was like, oh, well, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> and, <Okay>. Danny Rose. <laughs> and I'd like to make him laugh a little because I think he's a little too serious sometimes. Yeah, he needs yeah. to loosen up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so so it would it would be Danny. Just 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 because I do love him even though he's scared of me. Or he looked frightened of me and had security drag me off. Fair enough. And on that <laughs> bombshell, um we'll be recording <laughs> we'll be recording the next podcast um a week today. Um, my guests will be um John Steggles and David Fornell. Until then, thank you, Bex. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. And until next week, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal.
come on Tottenham The pace of bloody slow You are the first team, the last team My dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen We've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her